Hello, my name's Chloe Tonis, and welcome to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the show where I talk about cybercrimes committed against corporations and sometimes by them. I swear, with the amount of times I make fun of Sony, you'd think I hate them. I really don't, they just have some questionable practices, and I don't trust them, that's all. But this isn't about a data breach this time, this is about Sony installing malware on your device. This is the story of the 2005 Sony BGM rootkit. In 2005, Sony BGM existed. It does not exist anymore and has not since 2008. It still kind of exists, but it was renamed and it was merged. But Sony BGM had a history of controversies in its small history, and this is the biggest one by far. BGM was a record company, and one problem plaguing the music community was piracy. To put it into perspective, Metallica famously sued Napster just a few years previously in 2000. Napster actually still exists today, and ironically, pays artists more per stream than Spotify. But after that whole situation, music producers really took copyright seriously. And, well, now we have DMCA, which was not made for Napster versus Metallica, but it did set the precedent for copyright in relation to music, and it's pretty dated and now screwed up in many ways, but this isn't what I'm here to talk about. We're talking about copyright protection methods. Music, videos, and even ebooks now commonly have a form of copyright protection built into them to discourage unauthorized distribution. Digital rights management, or DRM as I will call it, is a technology that manages access to and restricts the use of copyrighted material. There are ways to get around DRM, which is how piracy exists today, but it is against DMCA as well as the end user license agreement in most products to do so. Sony was especially insistent on protecting their intellectual property their senior VP Steve Heckler saying they would do whatever it takes to protect their music and, you know, their money. This apparently included installing a tool called a rootkit. A rootkit is a collection of malicious computer software that allows whoever installed it full administrator access to the device it was installed on. Rootkits are usually installed by either downloading malicious files and giving it permission to make changes to your computer, or by the hacker themselves gaining administrator access to the computer and installing it themselves. Rootkits are also very good at hiding. Most evade detection from anti-malware software, and even if you try to manually search for them, they disguise themselves as normal services running on your computer, by being named similarly to perfectly normal and even required services that do need to run on your device. It doesn't take an information security expert to tell you this is really bad and that no one in their right mind would consent to this being installed on their computer by a third party like Sony. Yet Sony sold millions of CDs that contained XCP rootkit. Even if you disagreed to their end user license agreement, the rootkit was still installed and it didn't mention any said rootkit at all in the agreement. So even if you did read the agreement, it was still being installed without your knowledge. The software was not directly malicious, but if you were infected with other malware, they could take advantage of the rootkit's existence by leveraging it in order to gain administrator privileges more easily. Naturally, this created massive security holes for users to the point where some anti-malware vendors included detection for the rootkit in their databases and would prevent it from installing or at least try to. Even if you don't care about the malware for some reason, it also ran in the background constantly, which consumed resources and slowed down your performance, and, well, there was no option to uninstall the rootkit. If you manually tried to uninstall it, which was the only way to do this at the time, and it went wrong, you could mess up your operating system, making it unable to find your hard drive, which is then a whole other issue you have to go fix, which, if you don't have knowledge on how to fix it, can be very expensive. Sony BGM released software to remove the rootkit component from Microsoft computers, sorry Mac users, 
but they actually created even more security issues by doing so. Their software didn't actually remove anything, it just unhid the rootkit files, and this uninstaller itself could not be uninstalled and required you to install an ActiveX control, which also had a backdoor in it. A backdoor being a piece of code that allows the creator of the backdoor access into the system at a later date. It just basically makes a vulnerability and hides it in your system that the hacker knows is there. So, in an attempt to uninstall Sony-sponsored malware, users just added even more malware. Later, a better removal tool was created that actually did remove the rootkit, and Microsoft also later released a tool to remove the ActiveX backdoor from your system, so if you installed those, you are safe, but I wouldn't blame anyone for not trusting it, given, you know, the history of this whole situation. Surprisingly, the rootkit wasn't even the only issue. Sony CDs at the time also came with a software package called MediaMax, which worked as a copy protection as well. However, MediaMax was also capable of modifying your computer and ignored your right to decline the end-user license agreement. This was later updated so that the DRM would never be installed if the user declined, but music producers didn't like this because, well, they wanted the DRM to protect their music. This was not nearly as bad as the rootkit, but it still violated a user's right to decline and ultimately made no one happy even with the changes. Unsold CDs with these copy protections ended up being recalled and Sony offered exchanges for CDs that did not contain malware, so good for them I guess. Sony claimed there was no security risks with this DRM technology, but they were either stupid or lying. Several Trojan horses, applications that look legitimate but are actually malware, and worms, viruses that replicate and spread themselves to other devices, were specifically made to exploit this vulnerability by, well, people who made malware for monetary gain. Pretty simple. One Trojan that was made specifically to exploit this vulnerability was Stinks E, which would download even more malicious code onto a machine just to completely screw it up. You could get a ridiculous amount of viruses because you tried to listen to legally obtained music. Piracy was probably the safer option in some cases if you knew the right places online, because Frankly, as much as people tell you, not every piracy website will immediately give you 20 viruses and brick your computer. But still, don't pirate things. Legally obtaining music is now a lot more safe than pirating it, and, well, it's legal, so... Naturally, many class action lawsuits took place against both Sony and MediaMax. Sony paid $750,000 in legal fees to Texas, and was ordered to pay up to $150 for every computer damaged by the rootkit, which was pretty easy for Sony to worm out of, as that would be very difficult to prove it was directly responsible. In New York, all those who purchased the XCPCD were paid $7.50 per purchase recording or the opportunity to download a free album. Which, again, given the history of this whole situation, not sure if I'd take that. Sony was also banned from installing DRM onto users' computers without their permission, because, you know, why would that not be the default? And in a wicked twist of irony, they were also guilty of copyright infringement. Not, not because of the music, they failed to adhere to licensing requirements of open source software that they used code from, including VLC Media Player, Lame MP3 Encoder, which is its real name, and a few other pieces of software. So they illegally used parts of open source software to make a software that prevents copyright infringement, and they infringed on the copyright of the open source software, which... that is hilarious to me. Sony, naturally, was completely torn apart by the press for probably the first time for a cybersecurity-related incident. This was both by mainstream media and information security news media alike. It is actually hard to calculate the total amount of damage done by Sony from people just having a botched removal of, you know, the rootkit to other malware exploiting the rootkit. I always say that you should only download software from a trusted vendor, and that is true, you should do that, but 
Sometimes it's important to determine what vendors you really can trust, and even if you do really trust a vendor, well, frankly, they ultimately have their best interests in mind, not yours. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercry. This one made me a little mad to research, and, well, for the time being, this is my last scheduled criticism of Sony, and unless they do something newsworthy, we will not be hearing about them for a while. Until next time, stay secure by not installing rootkits that Sony gives you.